0: Hey Overcomers, I pray that all is well with you and that you are staying safe. I'm so excited to have you join us once again as our guest Dr. Alexis and I dive deeper into our discussion on the topic, hashtag Let's Talk, overcoming sex and interstitial cystitis. In this episode, we are going to just open up and share some of our personal experiences with you about how i see not only affected our relationships but also being intimate sexually and how physical therapy may be helpful to reclaiming control of your pelvic area and your vagina yes dr alexis and i will also share some of our tips and she'll share her nuggets of the day for you that we feel will be helpful in your journey so please stay tuned Welcome to Living Beyond the Pain with me Kay Rochelle and I would also like to welcome back to our show Dr. Tracy Alexis. Good morning Dr. Alexis. How are you?
1: Good morning Christy. I'm well. Thank you so much for asking. How are you today?
0: I'm good. Um, I am excited and a little bit nervous about continuing our discussion on interstitial cystitis and how it relates to our sex. So it's one of those topics that I am not always come, you know, completely confident about talking about because it's so much that goes into having sex or even getting to that place where you want to have sex. So I know that with us on our previous episode, if you haven't listened to it, please go back and listen to it. And then you'll know where we stand. Where we left off, we talked about me having an experience with a uh, medication, and that can actually help calm your pelvis down because it's a lot, a big part of it too. Your because everything is in your pelvis and your bladder so close to your vagina, that type of thing. So it's really kind of one of those topics where I feel like it's so much that we can discuss. So I really hope that as we continue to to go deeper into this topic that it'll be helpful for you and that you'll feel more confident in like we said before, speaking with your partner and your significant other, you know, about it because you have to have that line of communication when you have something so sensitive and such a, a, uh, I say sensitive topic because it is sensitive for me. What about you, Dr.
1: Alexis? Christy, I couldn't agree with you more. It is a very sensitive topic. And I think particularly for women, we have a little bit of difficulty around conversing and discussing the topic of our sexual health with interstitial cystitis being a component of our sexual health. And, you know, I'm just going to dive right in, so to speak, and share that it's such an important part of life sexual gratification is such an important part of a healthy, whole human body. And it was intended for us to enjoy and intended to be pleasurable. And those aspects of our sexuality become more challenged when we're coping with interstitial cystitis or we're experiencing a flare. So, um, and then there are other factors, I think, that also come into play. And I know you're a Southern lady and I was raised a Southern lady and that was uh, sex was not a topic that we were really permitted to talk about or that our parents um, talked about with us uh, until it was time for the bird and bees conversation. And even then, a lot of that was handed over to the the school system to educate us on. So we kind of grew up not talking about it. And I think we default back to what's comfortable for us. So this is going to take probably both of us out of our comfort zone. Yes. And I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> because yes, it's the yes. truth. Okay. That is true. Okay. But it is a really important part. And, um, you know, you touched on a topic in the previous episode, Christy, where you talked about taking the suppository that helped to relax your pelvis and then you had a spinoff, an unintended spinoff effect of that where it also calmed your partner and uh, <laughs> sustained the erection. And I'm just I'm bringing that into our conversation today because I think it's important when we are in an intimate relationship that we have the freedom to talk about our interstitial cystitis diagnosis with our partner so that they understand we're going to have some limitations in what we're able to do sexually that's
0: true because i know for me it was it wasn't until i was deep into my relationship that i even well i found out while we were together that you know all this was happening and I just associated pain with sex, you know? Yes. So then once I got diagnosed, it was like, okay, what do I do? do I, I, I don't, I don't want him to see me any differently. I want him to treat me the same. I, I don't want that to be something where, you know, it'll be an issue because I, I felt like he might not be able to handle that. And you'll be surprised what people can handle if you open up about it. And it was More about me doing it for myself as well, because you have to protect yourself and you have to listen to your body as well, because that is a a sweet spot or, you know, that that area of your body that's like, hey, you got to take care of it. Because when you're dealing with pain and you're dealing with, you know, I see in that level, it causes you to have, you know the friction of it will, will irritate you. And, and you have to be honest with your partner. I mean, I, I can't stress that enough to you guys about it because I really learned the hard way and I took the hit from it. He didn't. Right,
1: right. And, you know, it's, it's maybe not a first date conversation, but it's no. <laughs> a conversation as you're approaching the parameters of your relationship that encompass intimacy. It's definitely appropriate to go there and and share that you experience a compromised bladder function. And as a result of that compromised bladder function, it can create some uncomfortable sexual enjoyment. Um, It's not necessarily enjoyable for one of us when we're experiencing IC or we're having a flare. Uh, I know when I've had a flare in the past, and I'm very thankful I haven't had one in numerous years, but uh, sex was the last thing on my mind. Intimacy was the very last thing I wanted to um, endure or or experience, and that's where we do also have to be very Mm open-minded with ourselves and our partners And explore other options for gratification. You know, it may not always be penis to vaginal entry and penis stimulation of the vagina. It might be hand stimulation or a toy or maybe it's nothing at all but just cuddling. And that's the intimacy that you derive Uh, satisfaction from during that time that your IC is not cooperating with your sex life, so to speak. So I just think we really need to open up and have those conversations and also be open-minded to alternative ways of feeling connected to our partner without necessarily having the sexual stimulation, although we all know that the sexual stimulation is is the gratifying part of sex. So, um, did you have comments you wanted to add? To that? <laughs> um,
0: well, well, you know, I'll go back and say, you know, finding other ways like that, I think it's a good idea to find other ways as far as like, you know, alternative gratification when you're having sex or thinking about it, because a lot of times your body's not going to allow you to do that. And Mm -hmm. if you are in tune with that and being in tune with your body and saying, okay, I'm not going to push myself in that way then, and then finding another thing like cuddling or hugging or, or just, you know, the touches and the kisses and you'd be surprised just a hug sometimes is all you need and you're okay. But you know, for me, it was, it was harder being in a relationship when I was having, when it was all coming down because it was my pelvic floor started to have issues because of the where well, you know where your bladder is placed or your urethra and everything like that. So all of your muscles inside of your your vagina is like really tense. Is and so now it's like I can't even do this if I wanted to, you know? Right. And so, and I want you all to know that sex for me, I've learned through physical therapy. It's all in your mind. It really is. It starts in your mind. And then it goes to your the JJ, is what I like to call it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes to the JJ. And so now... You know, once you associate with other things that is pleasurable to you and the fantasy of it and foreplay of it, and then it helps you to relax first, then you're able to relax your muscles there to even think about trying to even, you know, have sex. But pushing yourself before it, if, you, if you're if you not feeling up to it, don't do it because my partner's just like, oh, he's so adamant, he wants it, I want to make him happy, I'm going to have sex, and, and then your body is suffering even more, you cause more pain. And then in some instances, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, you can hurt your partner if your vagina is is tight like that and they're steady trying to force this thing and you're trying to let it happen and your mind's not in it because you're in pain you can not only hurt yourself but you can hurt your partner too i'm just being honest
1: (laughs) that is so true and you know this really harks back to what we talked about in the last episode of going to a physical therapist i'm just i think it's worthwhile to mention it again um because that is a part of our pelvic floor our bladder structure and urethra and vagina is all constructed together. And when we're having as, as a patient that's diagnosed with IC, whether we're having a flare or not, those muscles have tightened up because it is part of the core of our body. And And it's stressed when it has IC. When we have interstitial cystitis, that is a stressor to the pelvic floor. And the body's natural response to stress is to tighten up. Um, And those muscles can get extremely tight. And that's exactly what Christy is referring to when she says it can hurt your partner and yourself. Um, You're absolutely right. And this is where I found that that physical therapy of going and having... Um, The physical therapy to help release and relax those muscles in the vaginal walls was so helpful to be able to kind of get back on track and experience a pleasurable sexual um, life without the physical therapy. I think I would not have been able to go back and enjoy sex. I think it would have been just as you've described, Christy, where it was painful for me and almost impossible for my partner. And again, women are pleasers. This is what we do as moms and women in relationship and in our marriage. Um, We're there to pleasure our partner. And we take that seriously because we realize that that's part of a healthy, intimate relationship. And it's very difficult to do that if you're living in pain. So, this is the information that Christy and I are sharing is to help you live beyond the pain, as the title of her podcast indicates. And it's going to be difficult to accommodate that if you are tight in your core, your, the vaginal walls of your core, and you don't go get some physical therapy to help release that tightness so that you can get back on track to enjoying your intimate life. Um,
0: and Incre- it's definitely therapy too, you know, because it, it, it's is you would think it's rehabilitating your vagina. And basically, because it, it gets to a place where it's like I'm I'm in this defensive mode and I'm in protective mode and I'm constantly contracting. And right. just like Dr. Tracy is saying, like it does, and it, it can hurt, you know, your partner, but it you know what I'm saying it makes it for so hard for them to enter because of yeah. it, and then and that is painful for you too. And by going to the physical therapy, they're able to help you to release those pressure points that's building up inside of your vaginal walls. And just like any muscle, if you go to therapy for any muscle, <laughs> it's, it's not always comfortable. So I don't want you to associate physical therapy and then they're, they're going and doing this and it being pleasurable because it is not, I'm just going to be honest. It is not fun, but In the the years that I've done that, it has been very, very helpful from where I was to the place that I got to be now as far as like being able to find a way. At one point I had sex and it was for the first time I didn't have pain and I didn't even think that was possible. Like how being in a relationship or. You know, when I was, especially when I was engaged, it's all I knew that mm-hmm. that pain and sex and pain and sex. So by going to therapy and seeing that, okay, it doesn't have to be that way. It is a possibility that it doesn't, but it's, it's being consistent and constantly doing what you need to do to help stretch your pelvis, stretch your muscles inside of your pelvic floor and finding ways to help yourself relax mentally and understanding that that part of your body is a muscle that needs to relax.
1: Right. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, Our vaginas are built very, very strong. And that's for a reason. It's to make sure that when we're pregnant, that, we're able to carry that pregnancy to term. I mean, we, we have so many intense muscle structures in that region of our bodies. And, and it's because we were built to reproduce and, and propagate the world with children. So it's natural for those muscles in that area to be tight, to be strong, to, to do the function that they were designed to do but as interstitial cystitis suffers, sometimes we do need a little bit of help and that's where the physical therapy does come in. And I agree with you, Christy, at, for, you know, when they told me the first time, oh, you need to go get some vaginal physical therapy, I'm thinking in my head, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, Is this something that I should be afraid of? Is this uh, something that's gonna be a sexual experience? And it absolutely was not. Um, the therapist was extremely professional and it was a woman. And she said, you know, I am going to do insert my hand and and do this and find this muscle. And I'm going to push on that and I'm going to hold it from the outside and the inside. And we're going to release that muscle so that you get some relaxation in your vaginal walls. And it was wonderful, not from a pleasure standpoint. It was kind of painful. But after the, the muscles were released, it was just wonderful to feel that normalcy in my vaginal walls again and it did make, make sex much more enjoyable afterwards
0: hey i hope that you enjoyed the show so far for more information about dr alexis and her blog you can find her at www.drtracyalexis.com and i'll also leave that information in the description box if you also are interested in a chance to win a digital copy of Dr. Alexis' book, Interstitial Cystitis: A Personal Journey to Complete Healing, I am so excited to tell you that all you have to do is reach out to me on my Instagram or my Facebook and I'll leave that information in the description as well. And all you have to do is send your name, where you're from, and share with me something that you have been doing that has been helpful to your icy journey. So I can't wait to hear from you. But before you do that, don't go anywhere. There's still more.
1: I do have a couple of nuggets I want to share with your overcomers today, Christy. Is it okay if I jump into those real quick? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So for healthy sex, um, and I know I was always very, very concerned because sex was so uncomfortable for me. Intercourse was so uncomfortable. I was extremely concerned about the, the friction near the urethra opening at the, at the vagina opening. And so what I learned is to go empty my bladder right before I knew I was going to be uh, having sex, having intercourse. But at the same time, I would empty my bladder I would go drink about 8 to 12 ounces of water, and then I would have sex so that by the time the intercourse was over or the sex was over, I could get up and go to the bathroom again. And what this does is it allows you to flush empty your bladder so that you're having comfortable intercourse when you start. And then after you're finished with intercourse, your bladder is full again and you go empty it so that any potential bacteria that's near that urethra opening gets flushed away. So it's a real important thing to do when you're thinking about having intercourse. And then I also want to share it because we didn't talk about this when we had our podcast on exercising. I, I saved this particular ex- exercise for this episode of our podcast and it's Kegel exercises. And I know as women, we hate doing them. This is where we're, we're trying to pretend our, our vagina is an elevator and we're squeezing it, trying to raise the elevator up 10 floors and we're holding it for 10 seconds on each floor before we go to the next floor. And then we're bringing that elevator back down. But this is so important for a fulfilling sex life for you and your partner. But it's also important for controlling the flow of your urinary stream when you go to the bathroom. So um, I do Kegels when I'm sitting at the traffic lights waiting for it to change. It's just an easy place. And when the light turns red, it's like, okay, it's time for me to start tightening my bottom and raising my elevator and so on and so forth. So I just wanted to share that nugget. And then my last nugget, Christy, is about personal hygiene, which I do talk about in my book. Um, And I touched on it a little bit with the the emptying of the bladder and the drinking of water uh, to empty the bladder again right after intercourse. But I also want to share that when I was raised, I'm an older woman, I'm postmenopausal. And the way I was raised, we were taught, For our feminine hygiene, we were taught to douche. And then that's old school, um, although do what's right for you and what you're comfortable with. The new school is that the vagina is a self-cleaning oven, and you're not supposed to go in and rinse anything out of it. Uh, You allow nature to flush out like the semen or everything that goes on in the vaginal area. You allow nature to purge that. Now, I do encourage the the hygiene wipes on the outside, but I don't douche anymore. And I learned the new school technique from my daughter, who is, you know, the mother of my grandchildren. And it's like she's like, Mom, no, I'm never going to douche. And I said, well, why not? She said, well, the new way of thinking is that the vagina is a self-cleaning oven. So I just want to put that out there. I'm not trying to convert anyone to one way or the other, but trends change, lifestyle changes, technologies, everything is changing. We're in a state of constant change right now. And um, I'm just going to share, be open-minded enough that what I was doing when I was douching was I was taking all of the good bacteria out of my vagina and my body would have to reproduce that. And as you get older, your di- your body doesn't reproduce the same things in your older ages that it does in your younger ages. So I'm just going to put that out there. This is a, a very intimate tip to share with women, but I do want to share that.
0: Oh yeah. I think it's some good nuggets here. One that I want to add onto when you talked about the Kegels and yes. The Kegels is good for control, not only for your bladder and your you know your urethra but it's also good control for your vagina as well because now you're learning to actually control your muscles so that you know how to relax them yourself versus having that muscle contracting on its own and and forcing you to do it so it's it's kind of one of those things where you it's kind of like a double benefit and then it does help you so that you can control it in, when you're sexually active. It'll really help you to to make that transition better. So, you know, like if I breathe and I relax my Kegel muscle down, as she said, the elevator going up and down, let that elevator go down. And now you're relaxing it. And then even when you do that in practicing it, you even when doing it with sex it can even make that you know a beneficial thing for both of you guys so it's it's yes. definitely learning the control in that and I'm with you when it comes to I don't do, I don't douche or anything like that am I saying the right douche douche <laughs> yes 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 you're saying it so right <laughs> I don't do that but I've learned that it you use like a ph wash you know like body wash just specifically for that because you know they have yes. summer's eve agi seal things like that that have that ph that yes. you can use on externally that will help you as well because i was my mom always told me that you know you it'll come out it'll it'll self-clean it's a self-cleaning machine you know so <laughs> so to speak. So yes. I um I don't put anything in there that I don't have to. And sometimes when you insert things, it can be irritating. So you, you just want to be careful and be mindful of it. I always use stuff that's sensitive because that area is very sensitive and something that's going to help restore and keep the balance so that you don't have to worry about that part. So, I mean, I really, you know, enjoy hearing your nuggets because I feel like I do some of those things anyway. And then I add on to it by learning different ways to help you know your body to relax and the way to keep your body clean because it's so important because everything is going to work together. And by adding all these things into your life, if you're not already, which I'm sure most of us are, um, but if you're not, it actually will help you in the longevity of it. And the more you do it, the more you don't have to worry about, okay, um, am I having, you know, an imbalance or something like that? Because you're doing it on a regular.
1: Right. And, you know, you raise a really good point, Christy, about the pH washes. Um, There are numerous things on the market today for women to use. And I would just reiterate what you've said, be I read labels all the time, and there are certain things that just do not work for me. In fact, they can create more of a problem for me than, than not using them. So I'm very, very sensitive there, and I think most women are. Uh, there are a lot of nerve endings that connect to our vaginal area um, that just, they're there pleasure, and they're also there for pain and discomfort to communicate to us, hey, that's not good. Don't do that. Don't continue. I know one of the lubricants that I tried earlier in life had silicone in it, and that was to make it easy to glide and slide and all of that, and oh my goodness, it was such an irritant to my vagina. So I think the more balanced pH products that are on the market today, I know you like the aloe, and I love the Yes water-based product, and they also now offer a feminine hygiene uh, cleaning product, which is an external soap that has some, um, I don't think it has much fragrance to it, but I do think it's very pH balanced and There are just a a numerous amount of products out there. Be in tune with your body. And if it's telling you this doesn't feel good or this burns or um, it's just not what you were expecting, don't be afraid to take it back to the store and ask for a refund. Don't be afraid to not listen. I mean, to listen to your body, listen and respond to your body accordingly. It, you live in it. It's talking to you. You just have to be in sync with it and know that didn't feel good. It's left some kind of sticky residue on me that I can't seem to get washed off or whatever the circumstances are and, um, and modify your behavior accordingly and your product list. accordingly. We're all different. we are made different for a reason. And, um, So what works for me may not work for you, and what works for Christy might not work for me. So we're sharing this information so that your overcomers don't have to go out and try all of these things on their own. We've been down some harrowing pathways, and we've been down some pretty pleasant pathways, and we're trying to share these little nuggets with you so that we can make your lives a little bit less stressful and a little bit easier and hopefully help you avoid some pitfalls along the way.
0: I really do hope that as we are sharing our experiences with you and things that we've been trying, uh, it'll really be a, you know, like a blessing to you because I think a lot of times like we don't talk about it and I'm one that don't, like to talk about it but I think it is something that we need to keep in conversation and rotation and staying being true to ourselves and honest with ourselves and like Dr. Tracy said you know paying attention to your body and listening to your body because you know it is important that you know what works for you what doesn't work for you being honest with yourself and your partner and moving forward in it, And being consistent with what you do and what you're adding into your life. And I really do hope that you'll take in consideration just logging things that work for you that that doesn't work. And then try to if you're not already get with your doctor, get a referral, go see a physical therapist if you need to, if you're having trouble, especially. When it comes to sex, if it's super painful for you, because it'll get to the point where you don't even want to have sex at all. And I've been there, too. And that affected and put a strain on my relationship as well, because I was in so much pain and I just couldn't I couldn't get the words to say to him, this is what I got going on. But it made him feel or I felt like I was making him feel like I, I wasn't interested in him in that way. And I might've, I might've, I might've been there. Well, I was me. Okay. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, and I think that's important to, to highlight that you do have to be true to yourself. And part of that is learning how to share what's going on with your body with your partner, your intimate partner, because if they truly love you, sex isn't the main focus of being together. It's a benefit of that intimacy, but it's not the primary reason that they love you and care about you. If it's genuine love, they're going to understand that your body is not allowing you to be intimate today or at this moment in time. And many things in life are temporary, including pain. And in my humble opinion, including the diagnosis of interstitial cystitis. So there is light, there is hope, there is sex at the end of the tunnel, and it can be wonderful and fulfilling and gratifying with the right individual who loves you enough to want you for more than your body.
0: It's true. They will love you for you and they will adjust. And, and I've seen that in my life where someone that I was with and that really cared about me made the adjustments. And it was my attitude towards it because I had a hard time and I struggled so much with accepting everything. And in my thoughts now are on the women that are out there and maybe even men as well who have IC and you're just finding this out and you're going through all these different emotions and you're not thinking i i want to have sex you don't even understand why it hurts so much and, mm-hmm. and and it just reminds me so much of what i dealt with and how it made me as a as a woman back then change and it brought in insecurities and it brought out an a lot of anger that was not meant to be sent yeah not meant to be sent to him but it was because he was close to me and and it's like you don't understand and you're snapping and and it's just like we have to go through a process and if I knew how to communicate it back then then I think it probably you know would be where I know now that I shouldn't have said certain things but I want you to know that it's okay you're 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 okay to go through your your feelings the way that you are but make sure yes. that if it gets to the point where it's too bad make sure that you talk to somebody it because yes. i didn't i didn't know who to talk to and i think this topic itself made me feel emotional on the on the previous episode because it made me think about that and how I was when I was going through that and and it makes me think about you and if you're you're out here and you're you're trying to figure this out and you're going through the emotions and you're still in a relationship and it could be weighing on your relationship because they do want that and it's part of it. Most of the time you, people want sex mm. in a relationship. They want to be intimate in a relationship. And I see really can put a damper on that. If you don't have it under control emotionally and finding out ways to to help you to to take the steps to make it better for you.
1: And Christy, I'll just add that our sexuality doesn't define our self-worth. So if you're not able to engage in intercourse with your partner, don't let that run you on a head trip, that's not a good place to go. That doesn't define who you are. You're having a temporary moment when you're having a flare or you're going through your interstitial cystitis. And again, if they love you, they are they need to love you for more than your body. Yes, exactly. And they will. <laughs> yes, they will. They will. and And it can be wonderful. So, um, go forth and prosper and, yeah. <laughs> enjoy your sexuality as you were intended to enjoy it. And if you're not, as Christy said, go talk to someone and get a referral for some physical therapy because it will help you get to a place where you can enjoy your sex life yes. again. And we want to
0: encourage you that there is light at the end of the tunnel, but with everything, with applying things and the right things into our lives and consistency, you will get results and you start seeing results in your life. And that's, that's really what we want to encourage you to do today.
1: Yes. So Absolutely. Dr.
0: Alexis, I just want mm-hmm. to thank you again so much for coming on to the show and sharing your wisdom with us and your nuggets with us. It has been a a pleasure to, to actually work with you during this series and talk about some things that it may be uncomfortable for me, but you really just kind of by sharing your story makes me feel more confident too, is in opening up about certain stuff that I wasn't talking about. So this is every day we continue to grow. And I hope that, um, overcomers, I really hope that as you're listening in, that you're able to see that, We can talk about this and it's okay. And you're okay to talk about anything you want to with us as well, because we're here. We know what you're going through.
1: Yes. And Christy, thank you so much for having me on your programs, your podcast. It has truly been my pleasure. I am honored to participate. And my genuine and fervent desire is that some of the information I've shared with you and your overcomers benefits and blesses them and helps them restore their life back to the way it was before they received their interstitial cystitis diagnosis one of health one of happiness and one of wholeness thank you it's an honor
0: so I just want to thank you all again for listening to another episode of Living Beyond the Pain with me, Kay Rochelle, and our special guest, Dr. Tracy Alexis, and we would love for you to reach out to us on any of the platforms that is listed into the description as well. And I really hope that you take something from these episodes and feel more empowered to speak up about what's going on in your life because your life is important. Things that you're going through matter. And we just want you to know that we're here. (laughs) So until next time, I want you to always remember that you are loved. You are not alone. And that it's time for us to come out of the shadows. Be blessed. Bye.